0: Welcome to another episode of No Excuses Real Inspiration, hosted by myself, Scott Marshall. So, welcome, Elizabeth, to No Excuses Real Inspiration. So, obviously, you have came on from the US. Um, whereabouts in the US are you from?
1: Uh, I am just north of Houston, Texas. So, I'm as lucky enough to be born and raised here. So, very grateful for that.
0: Okay, fantastic. So. What do you do and what's your background within health and fitness?
1: So uh, I just uh, launched my own fitness uh, platform uh, it's at my Instagram page primarily, um, which is yeah, the handles at thighs over 30. Um, but I'm really excited because the platform is going to get it gives it gives clients an opportunity to swap out workouts if they want to do something at the home versus the gym after I write them a plan. Uh, same with food. Uh, you know, I'll write everybody a personal plan, obviously, because everyone's different. But um, this gives them the opportunity to swap. There's even a lot of um, different restaurants. Um you know, famous restaurants of the US, uh, the UK, um, all over the place where you can swap out your macros and do all sorts of cool stuff with them, with the nutrition plans that I write for you. So really excited about that. Just got started doing that. Uh, and before I did that, I was um, really just kind of a Jill of all trades. I, um, I've been an entrepreneur ever since I left college. I left college a little early because I just wasn't inspired by it, um, and I've done the modeling thing for a long time. I actually made most of my publishing, like my biggest publications and covers in my 30s, which is kind of a new thing. Um, but it's really been interesting and and fun. And so I've done that for a long time. And I did real estate investing for a long time. And uh, now that the modeling is winding down, I'm looking forward to coaching. So that's... And so, you know, because of the modeling stuff... Um, when I was younger, I was told by agencies. I initially went out to LA and New York a lot, trying to get, trying to meet people and get signed. And I'm not tall enough to get signed. I was told that really early on that they want at least five eight, but preferably five ten. And I'm about five six, so I uh, I figured that the fitness route was going to be the way for me to go. And it was a stretch. It was a risk, um, but that's the way that I went. And I've never been with an agency. I've gotten everything published and done myself, and it's been really rewarding. Like that path is. It was a good one for me to follow. So I've I've been in the fitness space for at least a decade um, just kind of trying stuff myself learning new things um, a lot of experience and a lot of exposure to a lot of different information.
0: Yeah that's an interesting point you made there you know obviously somebody told you um, that you would never make it because of your certain height you know obviously at that at certain point in your life how did you push yourself to motivate yourself to prove to that person that you were better than you're worth?
1: Well, um, I never really thought about that, but I think probably it's just really because I didn't have a plan B. Um, Like I said, I left college a few semesters in because I wasn't, it just felt like kind of a cage that I didn't want to be in. Um, And I love to learn, like I'm I'm a never ending self-directed learner, um, but I just didn't like the confines of that institution. So I left. And, you know, I didn't have, uh, you know, my family's wonderful, but they really couldn't help me a whole lot uh, in the money department. So I was on my own and uh, I didn't really have a plan B. I had to make it. And that was always my plan was to try to do something um, freelance. And that was my plan. I knew that I had what it took. I'm very creative. I've always really been interested in this stuff. I'm really good with styling and concepts and location scouting and all that stuff. Like I, and I knew I had to look for it. I knew I would be great at it. but if you want to be with an agency and like, you know, part of these coastal things here in the States, it's New York and LA are kind of the big modeling places. And if you really want to be with an agency, you need to be tall and very thin and I'm not built like that, but I've, I've always had kind of a glamorous look and, um, I just knew that I, I could do it. I just was going to have to do it on my own terms. I, I think I just got early on when I struck out on my own that I was going to have to do everything on my own terms and take some risks if I really wanted to get anywhere. And I did. And. I made it work. I really am a believer that you don't know what you're made of until you like you don't have another choice. Like, oh, I could never do that. Well, yeah, you could. Like when you're backed into a corner with no other choices, you'd be amazed. Yeah,
0: absolutely. You know, uh, I totally agree with that. Um, I, I like that. I like that. What you've done there, um, backed into a corner and it was literally a shoe against the world.
1: Yeah. Oh, well, but it's great. It, it was scary, but I'm tougher than that. Shows you what you're made of, yeah.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So let's talk about your your leap from. Can't hear you. Let's talk about your leap into going from modelling into health and fitness.
1: Well, um, so in my twenties, like when I first got it starting, uh, excuse me, first got it started with modelling and just being around photograph, you know, photographers and not just that world. Um. I wasn't into fitness nearly as much as I am now, at least not like I lift a lot of weights now. That's my primary source of, I guess, calorie burn and like staying fit um, aesthetically is is weights. But it took me a while to learn that. I think because of a lot of the programming that Western women are, are subjected to about their bodies and health and what's attractive and what you're supposed to weigh and all this stuff. And so it took me a while to pick up the weights. Um, and again, I didn't pick up the weights until probably until I was about 30, I'm 39 now. And I think I just kind of, when I was 30, it hit me that time marches on and like, I'm not getting younger and that like, I might start to go downhill this decade if I don't start some preventative maintenance. And so I think that's what ultimately motivated me to pick up the weights. Like, I think I might need to try this, you know, back into a corner again. But in my twenties, um, I did a lot of cardio, a lot of running, um, which is not nothing. I got, I got really familiar with, you know, how your body responds to cardio and food and all that. Um, but it wasn't until I started lifting weights and I did a few bodybuilding shows. I've only done four shows and it's not really for me. I I totally support anybody that loves that competition lifestyle, but it's just not for me. But, um, doing, I I'm really glad that I did the shows because it really taught me a lot about food that I don't think I could have learned any other way. Like how important it is to your physique. It's everything. It's 80% of it. Yeah. Um, And I didn't know how to eat because they, again, that's another thing. They don't teach us how to eat. Like they tell us, at least here in the States, I don't know about you guys, but we have a food pyramid that that I grew up with that is totally backwards. It's completely backwards. It's carbs on the bottom with like protein on the top. That's totally backwards. Like,
0: I don't know. I think it's probably similar.
1: It's, do they tell you guys that too? Yeah.
0: I think it's probably similar. (laughs) Like
1: how, how, like I'm, you know, I don't even have a nutrition degree. I've just done so much work. Like all of my knowledge is based in experience, which uh, I personally feel like that's more valuable than a textbook. I mean, just over the course of my life, that's how I've learned everything that's valuable in my life about business, everything. Um, But uh, I don't think I could have learned about food, the nutrition aspect of fitness any other way than picking up weights and learning about food. Uh, And I did that when I was about 30. So I'm probably about a decade deep into I feel like understanding the full spectrum of what it is to, you know, that's really what I want to give to people. Like with my coaching program, I'm, I'm, you know, I want to help people over 30 and I really want to teach them how, because I'm not trying to teach you how to look a certain way. Everybody has different ideas about what's attractive, how they want to look, how they want to feel. I feel like it's beneficial to teach people how their body works. Like this is how food actually works. This is how like lifting, like ladies, like, yes, you'll gain weight, but you'll look better. Like everything you've been taught about what's attractive is not like, let me just reteach you because it's not true. I had to learn. And like, this is me condensing, you know, like 15 years of learning on my own into a package that I can and so that way you know you can enjoy your life but if you feel like you've gone overboard a little bit you know exactly how to get yourself back in shape you know how to do the food you know how to work out you just know how to manage your body I think that's what people ultimately want is some sense of control
0: absolutely and you know especially a lot of younger uh, girls at least they think all all they need to do is a lot of cardio it's not true. But
1: but again, I thought that starting out too in my 20s, I was pretty skinny. Um because I did what I knew, and what I knew was eat less, weigh less, and cardio makes you weigh less and makes you skinnier. And you can get away with it more when you're a female in your 20s because you just kind of look good no matter what. Boys too, but <laughs> but when you start hitting 30, you start to realize that's not really going to cut it anymore. Like you start losing collagen and volume and stuff, and the only thing that puts it back is muscle. You've got to put that back with muscle, but you don't really start to, figure, you know, figure that out until you start to lose some volume in your physique as you get older. Um, And then you start to freak out about, well, I don't want to look like a man. You know, I don't want to, well, but you're not, ta- and, and this is the truth, but you, you're you not taught that if you're a woman, you don't, you would have to eat so much food. Like you would have to literally inject testosterone. You would have to supplement your body with things that you don't naturally make in order to look anything like a man like the only thing that lifting does is make you smaller and tighter and it makes it, it makes you look exactly the way that you want to look you just have this thing in your head that i don't look like a man when you won't and you have to have to learn here
0: <laughs> no, absolutely you know a lot of females uh, have got this thing in their head that if they pick up a weight they're, they're gonna get huge biceps <laughs>
1: You know what I always tell him? Cause somebody told me this and it really helped relieve the anxiety. I was telling that to a trainer early on. He's like, listen, he's like, if you pick up a weight and you get huge biceps like from from, I mean, he's like, even lifting weights for like a year, you need to to call me because we're gonna we're gonna market that and we're gonna be rich. He's like, do you understand? <laughs> there's people that would pay so much money for that would be a miracle that people have been working on for for ages. It won't happen, but if it does, you're going to be rich. So who cares? I'm like, that's so funny. You're
0: right. Yeah, Absolutely. (laughs) And, you know, see for yourself, um, was there any challenges at the start of your health and fitness journey?
1: Um, I mean, I've just been through different phases of the journey, like I've been talking about. My 20s was one thing, and that graduated slowly into into weights, and then the fit, and you know, the nutrition aspect, and just the full spectrum, you know, aspects of what it is to be fit and healthy. But um, I think in in the beginning, um, when I first started running, it was motivation. Like when you first start, especially something like running, um, it's intense cardio. It's tough, and you you know, you come face to face with just how out of shape you are. <laughs> and <Yes. how> much- <laughs>
0: So what,
1: what? Yeah. So it's tough. Um, so, so I think in the beginning that was tough, but you know, if you just, this is what I, you know, what I tell people, whether it's cardio weights, anything like even coming in, I, I'm working with someone now who's really, you know, has a, a decent amount of weight to lose and, and is just overwhelmed. And I'm I'm telling this person like, listen, I know you don't look at the whole mountain. You can't look at it like that. You'll get overwhelmed. Habits are built in three weeks. They've proven that. So whatever it is that you're trying to make a habit or trying to get over, you know, uh, it's just one day at a time. And you think about, uh, you know, you just, you make it a conscious daily practice for three weeks and then it becomes nothing. It becomes ingrained and sort of integrated into the way that you function. And you'd be amazed, you know, there's stages to it. And so that's, Um, I think the remedy to it, if you feel overwhelmed or you feel like you don't know enough or whatever, just um, like little bite-sized chunks and you'd be amazed at how they add up and just consciously go into a three-week sprint where you make something a habit. Like you, you consciously think about it until, until it's ingrained in your psyche.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And you know, on that point, um, what habits, what would your, your take, your own personal take be, or mindset and mental health when it comes to health and fitness? What would my... Say your, that one your, your opinion on mindset and mental health, you know, where does it come into play um, in the aspect of health and fitness?
1: Um, it's everything. Well, I mean, I guess you I guess it depends on which angle you're looking at it from. But, uh, you know, if you struggle with um, mental health problems, it's, it's deep. I I think you should try that before you try medication before you try anything else is is a regular exercise program. It's that impactful. And it's that dramatic. And it's that life changing. Uh, for some people, it's everything they need to feel better. And just, I mean, it's, it's everything. Um, for other people, it, it helps significantly and paired with medication or whatever else they need. It's, but it's just important. There's nothing like your own, um, your own chemicals basically to make you feel better, you know? So you want to activate those and make sure that you're utilizing those to the best of your, I mean, to its maximum function before you supplicate it with anything else. So, um, even if it's just something like a walk, Like Einstein, dependent, he was addicted to walks. That's how he got all of his ideas. That's how, I mean, it it makes you feel better. Uh, The feel better lasts long after you're done working out. Um, It's just natural medicine. It's something that you should be working into your routine, no matter how busy you think you are, because it will dramatically improve every other area of your life.
0: I totally agree with that. So for yourself, you know, Obviously, growing up, you said that you were backed against the wall and you, you had to do everything, you know, basically for yourself. But was there anyone who was a role model for you on your pathway?
1: Yeah, um, this is a little bit obscure, but anybody that's that it's in the business world might know it. Um, Kathy Ireland, do you know who she was? she may have just been a thing here in the States. She was, she was a model. I think her kind of her heyday was in the 1990s, like kind of the 1980s, 1990s. But that's when I was a kid, a little kid growing up. And I remember her. She was redhead. She was just a really beautiful classic, like a classically beautiful woman. Um, and she just kind of went away one day and I figured she aged out of the industry and, you know, whatever, but I found out, you know, uh, as a young adult that she has a massively successful private company. It's not publicly traded. It's a private company. And she has, I mean, kicked butt in the business world to high acclaim. I mean, she's really accomplished a lot. So I think that sort of gave me the idea that I don't have to stay in school. (laughs) Like, I I don't have to be somewhere that doesn't feel aligned to me. There's a path for me. Like, if she could do it, I could do it, you know? absolutely. Yeah, so um, I'm nowhere near where she is yet, but I've made a lot of progress, and I'm really happy with everything I've achieved so far, for sure.
0: Fantastic. And obviously, we spoke right at the start about habits, you know? So throughout your working week, do you have any bad habits that you would like to get rid of?
1: Yeah. Uh, procrastination is terrible. It's just terrible. Um, I'm really for like, especially with with content because, you know, content creation is just never ending. It's absolutely never. Ending. It's just, I'm really fortunate that I'm naturally creative. Like it's just, it's just something that's easy, easier. I think easier for me than other people and I'm good at writing. So that's very helpful, but um, I just procrastinate. Like I would love to content batch and like sit down and do stuff. I don't. I do so much on the fly, but it feels more inspired to me. Like I, I enjoy being authentic and genuine. So yeah. it just feels more inspired for me to just kind of do things on the go, even though I know it would probably benefit me more to have a bit more of a structured schedule when it comes to content in particular.
0: Definitely. Um, so for yourself, have you have you thought about where you would like to see your business grow in the next year or two?
1: Um, you know, I've, I've thought about all the different things that could happen from, from this jumping off point, but it's really, it's, I guess it's just not what I'm focused on right now. I'm really just kind of focused on, um, I guess just helping people. Like I'm still feeling out what's going to be best for clients and what's going to be best for me and, and all of that. And how much, you know, how, how much of a load I want to take on so that I can help the most people I can help, but also not like give everybody the quality of experience that they deserve for sure. So. Um, I don't know, I've learned from doing things in the past that are obviously not this field, but um, that it's good to just take things one step at a time. Um, I guess that's just what I'm planning to do with this endeavour.
0: And for yourself, your preference, do you prefer to face-to-face coach or do you prefer online coaching?
1: Uh, I prefer online coaching. Online, yeah. If anybody's ever here uh, in, in my area, in my neighborhood, I'd love to go meet you out at the gym. You know, if you're a client, I'd be more than happy to go meet you and we'll have a session and it'll be great. Um, but it just, I'm more of a, I have, I, I don't know, I just want to be able to help as many people as I can. And, and the best way for me to do that is to cast a wider net, I suppose, which is why the thing works. But that again, that's why I'm excited about this platform. I have a huge video library that I filmed of all the different exercises that I put on people's plans. And there's vignette demonstrations of me doing every single exercise so that nobody's confused. Um, you know, I'm always available to clients if they have a question about anything, but I, I really like the idea of people from the beginning learning how to do this on their own, because it becomes more integrated into their, again, more integrated into their psyche. I don't even, I can look at, you know, I have coaches too, you know, I, I get people to write stuff for me too sometimes. Um, and I can look at this point at a, at a list of, you know, workout list of of movements and just kind of, I mean, I know the forum, I know exactly how to do it. My mind's to my muscle. I know. I just know how to complete things because I learned how to work out on my own, from, you know, from YouTube. <laughs>
0: just,
1: it took a lot longer than my program will, will take for people, you know, to do it that way. But, um, I you know, I did it this way. And I really like the idea of people learning, you know, getting themselves motivated, learning how this works, you know, getting them, this is the intensity I need. This is, it, it's just good. It's good to be a self-starter. It sticks with you much longer.
0: Definitely. And talking about exercise. So, if you were to be coached by someone in the gym, what would your favourite exercise be?
1: Like if I was being coached somebody by somebody, which exercise would I want to do? Yeah. I like shoulders. I'm oh. trying to like, is they're built out just about as much as I want them to be built out. <laughs> um, but okay. I love it. I feel so strong like I you can see my my bicep and I look like so it's just the greatest it's just my favorite thing I like back too I like working my back a lot too.
0: And then if we put it on the flip side if you were to go to your local gym and a coach says to you Elizabeth you're going to do your worst exercise what would that be? Deadlifts
1: I hate them I (laughs) absolutely hate lifts i'm totally alone on this everybody makes fun of me and doesn't understand why but to me it has just always felt like the most unnatural movement and i actually had one person confirm this um a while back and i just wanted to hug him i'm like you sound you're like my best friend I, i've been saying that this just doesn't feel normal yeah. <laughs> but i i really really don't like them i just i, I always feel like my hamstring is going to rip out of my glute and that there's a different there's got to be a different way to work my hamstrings than there
0: is so uh, good. And then, so, moving forward, like, would you maybe consider yourself, obviously, you've got an, an amazing journey, you know, from your past, and then what you're going through just now, would you can ever consider writing your own book?
1: I really need to take you asking me that as a sign from God. <laughs> I just had a friend of mine ask me, that, who works for a publishing company that I'm close with here in my... here. In- in Texas, where I live, asked me that same question of like three days ago. Um, and it's like a recurring theme in my life. Yeah, I need to write a book. I've had a really interesting life. I, and I was just talking to my parents about that the other day too. I was like, when have I ever been normal? Like I made peace with that a long time ago. I hope you guys have too. And they're so sweet. It's like We love you, honey. <laughs> but I, you know, um, no, I've had a really cool journey. It's, it's, uh, it's different, but I wouldn't trade it. And um, I do need to write a book.
0: Yeah. I almost feel,
1: yeah. feel like I need to get further down the road before I do it, but I think I'm pretty far, far, far down in this.
0: Absolutely not. You've got, you've got loads of stories there to tell. <laughs> for, for sure. So for yourself, um, let's talk about your business and what you do and how people can reach out to you if they want to get you on your platform.
1: Uh, So my website is www.thighsover30.com and you spell out the word 30. So thighsover30.com. And there is a link there for one-on-one coaching. There's also a link there to sign up for monthly or annual packages um, that don't involve one-on-one. It's all there on the website and uh, I can be reached through there too. If you have any questions, happy to to speak with you. Uh, My Instagram is at thighsover30. That's my Instagram handle. Again, you spell out 30. Um, and the link to the website is there as well. And I can be on, found on Facebook as well. And uh, yeah, I, I'm i really excited because, uh, you know, again, I've been through all this stuff. I've been through not knowing a thing about weightlifting. And now I know everything. And I've been through not knowing the first thing about nutrition, even though I thought I knew it was healthy. We don't. People don't. like I didn't. And I knew a lot. So if I was totally wrong, then pretty much everybody's totally wrong. And now I'm not because I had someone teach me. I had a bodybuilding coach teach me. And I'm just really excited to, you know, men and women, I'm excited to teach you how your body works because, you know, after, after you hit 30, just, some not that things go downhill. They just change. And you have to, you have to know how your body works and learn how to keep up with it. Um, and I'm just excited to show everybody that because I've been told I'll be 40 this year in November, and I've been told that that's your best decade and I want to make sure I look and feel good throughout my best decade. And I want to show other people how to do that too.
0: Absolutely. Fantastic. And just before we round up, what advice would you give to anyone starting their journey for the first time?
1: Hang in there because it's worth it. Like I know you're tired and I know you feel like you're suffering for nothing. And I know you feel like this is hard and you can't do it. You can. Just make a commitment to yourself to, you know, it's mind over matter. You're going to do it whether you feel like it or not. You know, give it, give it two months and be honest with yourself about whether you're doing a good job or not. It's just, you know, be true to yourself. That's all life comes down to. Be true to yourself uh, and hang in there because the suffering you feel like isn't worth it. It is. And once you, if you'll hang in there long enough, the second that you see a change, you'll never stop and your whole life will be different and better forever.
0: Absolutely fantastic. So just before we round up, obviously we touched on the subject of books earlier. So is there any book recommendations that you would give to the listeners? Um obviously regarding coaching or mindset, etc. Oh, there's a lot
1: of um I don't know. I mean, I'm a big kind of a big fan of like classical motivational literature. Like I really love Zig Ziglar. Like it doesn't get old. It's cliche because it's great. It doesn't matter what generation you're in. Like, it's just timeless advice. I like Eckhart Tolle a lot. Um, Like I'm, that's, that's another component of my coaching program. Uh, You know, it's not just um, food and workouts. It's mindset too. That's everything. Changing your diet and your, and, and your, um, And your workout schedule is like 70% of it, like it's 70% of fixing your mindset. It's a huge part of it. But, you know, there's, you know, you've got to work on your, your your spiritual growth. You've got to work on, you know, the way that you talk to yourself. I was terrible to myself for the longest time. And, you know, I've since learned that you shouldn't, you should never get, you should never say anything to yourself that you wouldn't say to a friend who is asking you for advice in the same situation. Um, So it's things like that. It's just... You know, everything's connected. Your body and your mind are all connected. So you have to make sure that you watch out after that too. So, you know, feed your soul and your mind books and things that are positive and affirmational and that make you feel good.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Fantastic. Good advice there. So before we finish up, have you got any questions for myself? What
1: about you? How did you get started in fitness? So
0: how How I get started in fitness was going through my own weight loss journey. And um, so basically, I worked as a pool lifeguard. I hated the job, um, and basically, I wanted to lose weight. So I started going to the gym, and I got a gym programme, and I started going to two classes, spin and metaphor. So I've, I would go five times a week. So it was two classes back to back, so it was 10 classes a week. Um, and within six weeks, I lost two stone. So on the back of that, I, I had a, my mindset fixed that I wanted to help people and, you know, effectively show them that what my journey achieved, that I could help them. So now I'm doing the job effectively because of how other people helped me. Um, And I haven't looked back, so effectively I was in a a bad place. I was in a a terrible job. You were, you know, sitting about 80% of your shift, where now I'm 95% active, you know, on my feet, at least over 20,000 steps per shift. You know, you would never get that being a pool lifeguard because pool lifeguard, you're sitting on the pool, you're 45 minutes on, and then 15, 20 minutes off, you're just going to refill with lots of sugar, lots of energy. And what's happening is you're just adding weight on and you're not going to lose that by sitting on the pool. So effectively, my mindset changed, um, but I wouldn't have it anywhere, any other way. I absolutely love my job.
1: Yeah, you see what I'm saying, though. It's, it's everything to start integrating exercise into your life. I, fe- I bet you feel like a different person.
0: Big time, you know. Um if I was to look back at the guy maybe twelve years ago, <laughs> night and day to what I'm now. And well good.
1: I'm I'm glad you're I'm glad you're reaching. That's my one of my favorite aspects of the of human nature is the way that when you go through something great, you want to pull other people up with you.
0: Yeah, absolutely, you know, because <clears throat> there is so many people within health and fitness who are inspirational and they don't realize you know so that's the the whole reason behind my podcast is because if i can create a positive atmosphere we effectively throughout the world we can get more positivity because i know there's still a small percentage of negative people within health and fitness and i'm trying to drive them out
1: <laughs> good yeah there's there's a there's a guy i follow who's sort of, of that same mindset he's really great and his stuff is all like science-based but all he does is complain about like all these fitness influencers he's like make the stupid stop he's like these things that people are saying and he's right like some of the stuff that these people say is, like you said negative or it's just crazy yeah so, that's good yeah drive it out i'm all about it
0: definitely and it's been great to have you on the show thank you
1: yeah thanks scott i'm looking forward to all uh I'll be sure to send you the
0: stuff that you asked for. Thank you. All right. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of No Excuses, Real Inspiration, hosted by Scott Marshall. So if you can, give me a wee follow on my YouTube channel, give me a wee follow on Spotify, and you can give a wee listen to this on Apple and Amazon as well, as well as other social media platforms. Thank you.